welcome back, pilgrims. On this week's dose, we've got another loaded lineup of startups making waves. So let's get right into it. First up, we have Zerp, a financial platform releasing a credit card that allows fans and creators to connect like never before. They just announced a $5 million pre-seed round with participation from Animal Capital, New Form, and a plethora of angel investors. Always love to see a plethora of angel investors there. <laughs> uh, next, you'll hear about Nourish, which just raised an $8 million seed round led by Thrive Capital. The company connects people with registered dietitians, and it's all covered by insurance. Mm, love to see another startup thriving. From there, we talk about Free Model, a disruptive startup that partners with real estate agents to design, manage, and prepay for their clients' home renovations, all while allowing the homeowner to reap maximum profit. The company just secured a $19.5 million Series A led by QED investors. Nice. And to wrap up this week's dose, we break down Osmo, which just raised a $60 million Series A led by Lux Capital and Google Ventures. The company was actually spun out of Google Research, and it uses AI to predict scents, that's S-C-E-N-T-S, like smells, based solely off of molecular structure. Pretty cool stuff there. We've got a stacked lineup of startups for all y'all pilly G's out there. So let's get right into it. <laughs> if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Nice. That's right. This is Venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, Pilly G's. For our first startup in this week's dose, we have Zerp, which just raised a $5 million pre-seed round to launch the credit card for experiences. The round included participation from Newform, Darling Ventures, Animal Capital, and a plethora of angel investors, including Baron Davis, who's back at it again, as well as Scott Belsky, Kendrick Nien, and many more. Founded in 2022, Zerp was created to be the first financial platform with a rewards program rooted in unique experiences for all kinds of influencers and creators. Yeah, Zerp is building a truly unique and a mutually beneficial relationship between fans and influencers. And there's a lot of influencer startups or influencer related startups out there uh, for good reason though. It's becoming a big part of the way people interact with companies and brands. So what Zerp does is they strive to provide consumers with a means to support their favorite creators and influencers without having to change their daily spending habits. Um, on the flip side of things, it also provides creators with a new way to reward and interact with their fans, which creates additional recurring revenue streams without additional spend required from their fans. So pretty ingenious idea here that helps both sides of the equation. Exactly. We love a good win-win for both parties here. 
And so Zerb's first product will be their credit card, which is launching in Q1 2023, so any day now, realistically. And it's being launched in partnership with MasterCard and sponsored by First Priority Bank, member FDIC. And so for creators, those who participate in the credit card program will have their own card that their fans can sign up for, and the creators will then receive a percentage of the purchases made with each card from the merchant. So as Sam mentioned, that additional recurring revenue. On the flip side, for the fans, they earn points each time that they use the credit card, which they can then use to redeem towards exclusive experiences with their chosen creators. Yeah, I love this concept. Uh, not too long ago, we covered a company called Built, which is providing a new type of credit card. Uh, I love the innovation within the space. I think it's kind of ripe for new ideas and and something that just makes more sense to the younger generation, right? And so a big component of this for ZERP is financial literacy. The, the credit card also functions as a secured card, which prevents overdrafting or the ability for someone to go into debt. Now this offers Gen Z and younger, younger folks uh, who are new to the world of credit cards, an innovative experience-driven alternative to traditional options. And this overlaps with the mission, which was outlined by co-CEO Troy Osinoff, which I have to just say, this is like a long lost Russian cousin of, of <laughs> you, <laughs> Brandon Osinoff. My favorite, Os favorite co-CEO ever. Osinoff. <laughs> so there's <laughs> got to be some connection there. Um, anyway, back to it. He honed in on the importance of financial literacy, especially in shifting economic, economic times like today. He describes ZERP's one of their main goals is to help users improve their personal finances. So a really cool multifaceted mission here uh, with a unique kind of setup that helps both creators and young purchasers build credit and earn rewards. Yeah, love the mission there of financial literacy. And as for the future with the credit card, down the line, creators will have access to valuable fan spending insights, which they can then use to unlock new opportunities for sponsorship deals. So to start, the launch partners for this initial rollout of the credit card will be popular TikTok, YouTube, and e-gaming personalities. That said, Zerb's pipeline for future creator partners includes athletes, musical artists, charities, and more. Yeah, and I uh, can't help but speculate that the more may include, uh, you know, popular startup and venture capital podcasters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I read that. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're going to go ahead and go with that. Um, <laughs> it would be funny to see what <laughs> what the pilgrims are spending out there, get, get them some rewards that they could use to, you know, spend on some of the companies that we cover. That would be pretty cool. Uh, so just kind of fun to think about this new model of a connection between fans combined with, you know, an actual a credit card that helps helps people spend um, more responsibly. Yeah, and I think another trend worth highlighting, and we've covered this in the past, not not so much recently, but this general trend of empowering content creators. As we discussed, it's such a powerful way, especially with Gen Z and the newer generations, to connect directly with their creators and the importance that new content has. Um, in the world, really. And so I feel like this way of giving content creators those data-driven insights into what their fan base is actually spending money on, what they're into, is just another stepping stone towards content creators really shaping the future of many aspects of the world.
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they, they can make some extra cash here on the side, but I agree with you. The larger value for them is the data that they get about their audience and their spending. Uh, could be really cool to see what develops and, and how different creators latch onto this service. So we'll be, we'll be interested to see who they partner with. And you know what, that, that conversation's got me feeling a little malnourished, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> terrible transition to our next company, which is called nourish. Uh, they just raised an $8 million seed round led by thrive capital. Uh, the round included participation from Sousa ventures and YC or better known as Y Combinator, as well as a few others. What the startup does is they connect people with registered dietitians and they make sure that it's all covered by insurance. Yeah, and a little more into the root of the problem here. Typically, nutrition has been neglected under the broader general health ecosystem, and especially when it comes to what's covered by most health insurance plans. The key distinction is that not all nutritionists are registered dietitians, which is what leads to some of these plans not being covered by health insurance. And that highlights the importance of a platform like Nourish, which says that 94% of their customers don't pay anything out of pocket for their services. Yeah, and even the 6% or the small minority there, they did mention that those folks are even just paying small co-pays or things like that. So they're really reducing the costs and the hurdle to getting people connected with nutritionists, which we'll hear later with some stats of how how important that is and how neglected it really has been. So. Just quickly how the, the platform works, it's pretty simple. First, you tell them about your nutritional and health goals. They'll then connect you with one of their employed dietitians who's good for you, and you'll meet with them virtually. So this is a telehealth play. And it's all covered by insurance. All of the dietitians are in network. So that's a key differentiator, is that Nourish employs all of their dietitians, um, of which they have about 50 at the moment and over 400 on a wait list. Uh, their plan from here is to grow that number from 50 to about 300 by the end of the year. So obviously a lot of demand there from the supply side, as well as the demand side, demand from the supply side, demand from the demand side. Uh, people, <laughs> need people need dietitians and there are a lot of dietitians who are you know excited to clearly sign up for this. It's true. And the proof is in the pudding. Not that that's a nutritionally sound dessert, <laughs> but thus far, 90% of users have reported feeling happier and healthier after 12 weeks with Nourish. And this kind of highlights the broader vision and mission here with Nourish, which is that over 50% of Americans have some sort of chronic condition resulting from how they eat, according to the founders of Nourish. That said, less than 1% get the nutritional guidance that they need. And I think the main goal here with Nourish is to bridge that gap, meet somewhere in the middle, or you know, maybe not even in the middle, have, have everyone be able to get the nutritional guidance that's required to live a happy and healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I once visited a nutrition and I'm pretty sure it wasn't covered by insurance. You know, it's pretty expensive. Um, and to be able to make that process a lot more simple you know, as easy as it is to find, you know, your, your regular doctor and have a yearly checkup, you know, I think it should be just as easy. Um, so that's the vision there for Nourish. While many companies out there, you know, may be seen as competitors by, you know, the outside 
onlooker. Uh, Nourish doesn't see it that way. You know, a lot of companies that focus on weight loss, uh, they don't really view them as competitors, kind of a different area. Given Nourish is focusing on long-term, uh, more of a holistic approach to nutrition, um, they believe that really differentiates themselves. And so they really truly have an opportunity to build a new type of company, a new type of offering to make nutrition, which is at the core of so many um, health problems, uh, make that really easy to, to be accessed and um, covered by insurance. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And it's, it's crazy how nutrition isn't really considered one of the mainstream components of health, especially considering it's one of the largest underlying causes of so many of the health issues facing America and the world at large, really. Yeah, so a huge opportunity for Nourish here. I, I love the approach that they're taking. I'd be curious to try it out myself, see if my health insurance covers one of their nutritionists or their registered dietitians, I should say. Let us know if you try it out. It seems like a really cool product. For our third startup in this week's dose, we have Free Model, which just raised a $19.5 million Series A led by QED investors with participation from LL Funds, 1984 Ventures, Crossbeam Venture Partners, and more. Hey, yo. Quick shout out. Quick shout out is due to Alex Notice, an investor at Crossbeam Venture Partners and a key pillar of our community. He was interviewed for episode 24. So shout out to shout out to Alex. Truly a pillar of a pilgrim. Yeah, he really is. A little bit more about Free Model. So they partner with real estate agents to design, manage, and prepay for their clients' home renovations. Then the homeowner pays Free Model out of escrow only once the home is sold. So that requires no cash upfront for the homeowner. Yeah, and Free Model differentiates itself by offering a team of local designers and project managers who act as the main on-site point of contact for agents and clients. Now, their project directors bring deep expertise and local knowledge of the regions in which they service, making the process much easier and more turnkey for the realtors and sellers involved. Right. And on top of that turnkey experience, the company also requires no credit checks and has no predetermined project budget, which allows for more flexibility for homeowners to reap the maximum possible profit from their investment, from their homes. And what we really felt the need to highlight was these incredible early strides that free model is displaying really some numbers that jump off the page. So the company already covers 90% of the California wow. real estate market. The company also works with over 60 of the leading real estate brokerages, and they have helped their agent partners earn their clients over $33 million in additional profit. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, to be working with one of the biggest states, 90% of California already, um, and having that much success generating that much profit, um, it's a good key early indicator of success. Since their debut and only just a few years ago in 2020, Free Model has achieved 500% revenue growth year over year. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's solid. I mean, it makes sense given those earlier numbers. Right, right. And so the future is bright for free model, right? So their plans are to use the influx of funding uh, in this round to expand its service to additional states, 
and you might guess which states they're going to go for. They're going to start with Texas. Can I get a howdy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Florida here in Q1, really any day now. Uh, so excited to see them continue to grow state by state. Yeah, really exciting stuff. And the expansion, in all seriousness, makes sense given Texas and Florida have demonstrated, you know, the hottest real estate markets over the past few years, seemingly. Um, and furthermore, Fremodel also plans to use the influx of capital to continue developing their proprietary technology platform, which empowers their team of those local project directors to manage home renovations more effectively and more efficiently for themselves and for their clients as well. Yeah, not a not an opportunity or a problem that that I would would say I was privy to before coming across free model here, but certainly makes sense. You know, within real estate, we seemingly cover a real estate related tech company almost every other episode, mm -hmm. and this one stands uniquely amongst uh, all the all the rest. So, pretty cool idea here. Uh, we wish them luck in in their growth in Texas, and maybe who knows? Maybe some of our friends will end up using them in some way, shape or form. Yeah, it's refreshing to cover a real estate tech company that's not fractional ownership. Not that we don't love fractional ownership, of course. Oh, we love um, we love fractional ownership. No slander. We there. love fractional ownership. Let's get the record straight. That being said, I think users, clients tend to appreciate this platform just of how turnkey it is, meaning they basically do everything for you. You can if you own the house, you can pretty much sit back be as involved as you may or may not want to be. And you only have to pay for the renovations after the big concern of your house being sold has already been taken care of. Um, and as the middleman, the realtors or the real estate agents, their clients enjoy the ease with which their house is sold. And they also enjoy the ease with which they're able to sell their house thanks to the free model platform. So it's another yeah. everybody wins along the way type of startup, which we always love to highlight here. Definitely. And you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, and you know what, there's nothing better than that new home smell. You know what I mean? Um, oh. and, and what if, what if we could just, <laughs> what if we could just bottle that up and identify it, you know, based off of its molecular components, right? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I think I'm more of a new car smell kind of guy myself, but new home smell works too. Yeah. You know what? We're going to make it work because Osmo just raised a $60 million Series A led by Lux Capital and Google Ventures. Uh, the round included participation from Arena Holdings, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as well as Amazon Alexa Fund. So just kind of interesting side note there. You know, this company was actually spun out of Google Research and invested in by, by GV, but it also included, you know, Bill Gates. Microsoft and Amazon Alexa Fund, Amazon. Just interesting to see those three companies investing alongside each other. Eh, I think a pretty good sign. Um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. Keep your friends closer, your enemies closer. <laughs> exactly. So Osmo leverages artificial intelligence to predict sense based solely off of their molecular structure. Now off the bat, you're probably imagining like Sam and I were, why? As cool as that does sound, why? what's the application for this? What's the use? Who really cares? Um, and 
I think after digging a little bit deeper, we were able to uncover the why, and I'll pass that off to you, Sam. Yes, sir. Well, Osmo plans to leverage the information that they're gathering on scents and smells to create new and improved products that contain those aromas we all know and love. Think about products like shampoo, soap, candles. You know, there's so many more out there. Mm. Terry Black's barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry Black's cologne. I'm interested. The beach, that could be good. as Kramer from Seinfeld tried to patent. Yeah, that that definitely comes to mind as well. <laughs> and so, yeah, let's dig a little deeper on the scope of the problem here, which starts with the fragrance industry being bigger than you might think. It's valued at $30 billion. So as we've said, if it, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And that applies both <laughs> ways here. And the other problem being that nowadays, the sources of the smells that we know and love in our products, shampoos, candles, soap, are many of them are unsustainable, unhealthy, and in yeah. some cases, unethically sourced. Yeah, so there's a lot of room to improve here in the fragrance industry and at, at the core component where we're getting the smells from. Uh, so the vision here for Osmo is to become a design business that can take a customer's desired sense and generate them based off of data and AI in a much more sustainable way. Eventually, they want to digitize scent, <laughs> which is which is wild to even <laughs> say those two words. Um, in other words, they want to give computers a sense of smell. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, they may be a little ways away from that at this time, but but that is the eventual goal. <laughs> that is insane. I I can't wait for the technology to finally come around. And the company even envisions a future where your phone can detect smells like Shazam when you're trying to detect what song you're listening to or you're overhearing on the radio. <laughs> Just a crazy and exciting application here. Some true innovation, which always gets us fired up. We also should note that there's a whole other area of application for this technology that could potentially be massive in terms of market and global impact. And that is mosquito repellent. Yeah. Coming out of left field there, kind of, but diseases like malaria cause over 700,000 deaths per year. Uh, you know, mosquitoes aren't just those annoying pests that, that we all hate, um, but current DEET-based repellents, that's all caps D-E-E-T, um, which is typically what you'll find in the market. Those types of repellents are not very healthy. They could also soon become less effective as mosquitoes kind of evolve. And so the idea here is to develop uh, different types of compounds or different types of repellents using this technology uh, to better repel mosquitoes and hopefully contribute to way less deaths uh, caused by diseases like malaria. So that's a potentially high impact application for Osmo here. And in general, I think it's important to hone in on the goal here being Maintaining the certain scents and aromas that we all know and love, but also being able to create them in a way more sustainable manner, yeah. which, you know, I think looking at trends with Beyond Meat, Impossible Meat, um, you know, fish proteins being recreated in labs and some of the other cool, mm -hmm. you know, food and beverage related uh, innovation that we've covered in the past and even that we haven't covered in the past. This seems like another step in that direction of essentially cutting out all of the unsustainable junk for lack of a better word and replacing it with a much more sustainable but also replicable uh 
copy. Yeah, no, you couldn't, couldn't have put it better myself. I think, you know, at the, at the core, Osmo is a mission-based company and we love that here on the pill. Yeah. And, and throw in this whole mosquito opportunity. It, it makes it all the more, uh, a really cool mission. So really, really awesome company. $60 million at the series A level is a little bit higher than we're used to seeing. They've got some really yeah. good investors at their backing. Uh, really excited to, you know, we keep tabs no matter what, but we're going to keep notable tabs on this one. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. And with that said, I think it makes sense to wrap up this week's dose. Uh, one pre-seed, one seed, and two Series A startups in this week's dose. So all of our early stage junkies will be delighted. Um, but as <laughs> always, thank you for listening. Uh, we have a couple more interviews coming up on the docket, which we're very excited for. And be sure to check out our Instagram page, at VenturePill. It is slowly becoming our most fun social media outlet of yeah. the whole VenturePill suite. I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, Sam, but... I mean, we're, I'm certainly having fun with it. I know the fans are getting real interactive in there. Didn't expect it as much as we've seen. So give that a follow. You can also find us on YouTube Shorts. TikTok, we're revamping, we're repurposing a lot of what you listen to in the episode. So if you just want to get a quick glimpse, um, you know, in video format, see our beautiful faces, uh, go ahead and check those out. You can also find the full episodes on YouTube. So we're really increasing the, uh, the social media and the video presence for all the pilgrims out there. Hope you enjoy. Exactly. We are making our digestible doses even more digestible for all of our pilgrims and their sensitive stomachs out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that just about does it for this week. Thanks for listening. Signing off. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie. That's all right, but wait, I don't know how to do it.